This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. This is the Essential Cruise Tip show, making it fun and easy to discover, plan, and enjoy unforgettable cruise vacations with tips and advice from me, Gary Bembridge, host of the largest cruise blogger channel on YouTube. Let's get going with today's episode. I was recently helping my friends Graham and Pete who were looking to go on their very first cruise. But as I started explaining dining in the main dining room, something struck me. Just how different the main dining rooms are between cruise lines now and how much more complex it's actually become. So whether you're a first-time cruiser thinking of changing cruise lines or even trying a different ship within a cruise line, the tips that I gave them are definitely going to help you too. Welcome aboard, I'm Gary Bembridge, and the first point I made to Graham and Pete is there's two things they need to know about the main dining room. Firstly, the main dining room food is included in the fare. And while most people use it only for dinner, it's usually open for breakfast and at lunchtime too. I also recommended they focus on the main dining room for most of their meals because Pete has food allergies. And for people with food allergies, this is the best option in my view. Firstly, because the main dining room kitchens have dedicated sections to prepare food for people with allergies or specific needs like kosher food. The other is they can meet with the maitre d' who will always be there to discuss Pete's requirements and who will also ensure that his food allergies are addressed every time he dines. Now, once they get up to the buffet, I told them it becomes a little bit more complicated because food is much more mixed up here, even though they might have a gluten-free area and so on. It just seems so much more difficult to control. I told Pete and Graham that they need to let whichever line they choose know at the time of booking that they have a dietary issue and be really clear about exactly what it is. By the way, if you're vegetarian, you don't really need to let the cruise line know. They're very used to that. And there's always at least one item on the menu at each of the levels, you know, starter main course and so on. There's more that they're gonna need to get from the maitre d' that I'll touch on a little bit later. But before that, there's an even bigger issue to consider. Graham and Pete are talking about going to Alaska, but they haven't locked down on which cruise line yet. And so this threw up four main dining room differences that they need to know about because it could affect the line they choose or certainly what they do once they're on board. So first of all, the most common option is where a cruise line offers fixed dining and any time dining. For example, they were interested in, in Cunard, Queen Elizabeth, because I was just back from that. And they were offered a first sitting at 5.45 p.m., a second sitting at 8.15 p.m. And then there was open seated dining from 5.45 to 9 p.m. They didn't know what all that meant. So here's what I told them. Fixed dining means they'd go for dinner at the same time 
every single evening. So I explained there's a couple of pros with that. They'd have the same table, the same table companions, and the same waiters. So they'd get to know them. And this would definitely start to mean the waiters would personalize their experience. So for example, Graham loves spicy sauce with his food, and it's likely the waiters would always have that ready on the table for him. As they'd also sit with the same people, they'd get to build friendships, which is another big plus. Now the cons are that those people may actually start to annoy them. They may find it very regimented eating at the same time and frustrating having no flexibility. If they went with any time dining, I told them they can go at any time when it's open, they won't have the same table and they won't have the same waiting staff each night. Now the pros are flexibility and variety because they'd be sitting with different people and they can flex with their plan day by day. On the downside, the waiters won't get to know them so well, and they may also, of course, have to wait for a table if it's busy. Now, different cruise lines have different approaches. So if they went on Holland America, so you know, my last trip, I had to call a number or go to a desk to book their anytime dining option, or I had to just simply go and queue. Most lines now, though, provide an app where you can book a time or you can join a virtual queue, like when I was on Piano Britannia and Princess Cruises, Majestic Princess recently. If they didn't want to do any of those, they didn't want to book, you could just pitch up, but I suggested go when it opens or go later because it gets really busy during the popular sort of 6.30, 7.30 slot. As I looked at the lines they were thinking about, I had to warn them about another main dining room permutation. On some cruise lines, they don't have one main dining room, so they'd require them to, or give them the option to, rotate around multiple main dining rooms. I explained, for example, that on Celebrity Edge, which I did earlier this year, which they're very interested in, they'd have four main dining rooms, Cosmopolitan, Tuscan, Cyprus, and Normandy, and they'd have to choose which one they wanted to go to each night. However, if they went on Celebrity Silhouette or Ships of the Solstice class, there was only that one main dining room. So even by ship within a line, it can differ. The other thing I pointed out is there may be a range of main dining rooms based on what cabin grade they eventually decided they were going to book. Cunard are probably best known for this. They have four main dining rooms based on cabin grade Britannia for inside ocean view and balcony cabins, Britannia Club for the highest balcony cabin grades, Princess Grill for mini suites, and Queen's Grill for the bigger suites. But it's becoming more common across many other cruise lines to Celebrity, which I've already been talking about. For example, they have Luminae for their suites, and blue for their aqua spa cabins and the main dining room for the others. But I also made the point that whatever they decided, they had to do one key thing. They have to make a friend of the maitre d'. As well as the maitre d' being key for managing Pete's dietary issues, they could also make or break their trip. They decide where Graham and Pete will be sitting, how many people will be on their table, and I stressed that although they should request their preferred table for two when booking, it was not guaranteed and it was really up to the maitre d' to decide. So getting to the maitre d' early on, as soon after boarding as they possibly can, will give them a better chance of having a table for two because they're, they're early and they can butter them up basically. The other point I made to them is if they don't get a table for two and they are sharing with people, they mustn't grin and bear it if they're not clicking. Just go and speak to the maitre d' and ask to change. There's always chopping and changing on the first night. So don't feel bad. It happens all the time. Now, Graham loves his food. He has a huge appetite, whereas Pete probably pecks at his food more like a little bird. 
My point to them is when they get the menu, it's going to imply a course-led meal. Now, when they're in a normal restaurant, I guess your inclination is to sort of have one of every course. But my point to them was there's a couple of things to consider when you look at a menu in the main dining room. Firstly, the menu they get will be different to anything they're normally used to. In the dinner menu, they will have a section that changes every single day. It might often be linked to a region that they might be selling in. So it's kind of dishes of the day, so to speak. But there will also be fixed items that are always available like steak, chicken or fish. Now, my point to them was not to focus on those fixed items. Always start by looking at the items that change because they're only there for one day. But they always know that they've got those fixed options as their backup. Also, they can skip a course. There's no rule that says you must have all of the courses. Now, they don't want to be wasteful, but I told them they could order multiple items of every course if they want. So they could order perhaps a couple of starters to share or create a surf and turf as a main whatever they want to do. You can choose more than one item at each of those levels, basically. You can also even ask, I pointed out to them, items to take away. Not many people know that. Something they were really worried about was dress codes. Now, people worry about this all the time. A lot of lines have dress codes, so my point is they need to think about this when they're choosing their cruise line, because it varies a lot. For example, on Disney cruises, even on formal nights recently, I could wear shorts and a t-shirt if I wanted. On Celebrity, uh, they would be able to wear jeans and a collared shirt, but on Cunard on formal nights, they would have to wear a jacket and tie or tuxedo before they could go to the main dining room on those formal nights. So thinking about dress code and main dining room is really important. The next thing I spoke to them about is some of the etiquette tips, some of the things that they need to do in the main dining room that are actually really important. Never, ever talk about politics or religion when sharing a table. I've been on cruises during which this became a really big problem. For example, one of the more controversial US presidents would always come up in conversation and it would always cause a nightmare. Sometimes it could even get a bit nasty because people had very differing views about it and it hijacked the whole table and kind of put a damp on the cruise. So please avoid politics and religion. I also made the point to them of sharing with people and how important it is to not be late or if they're not going to dinner, let people know. Now, usually the waiters will wait until everyone who's at an allocated table is there before they start taking orders. So if they're late, the whole table is going to be late. Of course, my point to them is good table manners are always important. Now, one of the things that I said to them is obviously I'm sensitive about it because of what I do. You know, I take pictures and videos of the food. So always check that the people that you're sharing with are comfortable with that was my point. If you found this interesting and want to get more cruise tips, go to my Tips for Travelers YouTube channel for weekly videos, weekly live stream cruise Q&As, and quick 60-second cruise tips. There's a link in the show notes. But also, why not consider becoming a patron on Patreon to get additional patron-exclusive videos, ebooks, and one-to-one -one cruising advice. Visit patreon.com slash tipsfortravelers, where travelers are spelled the UK way with two L's. Links also in the show notes. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.